Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's Game That Tune back in the house once again. Oh man, it's going to be a great show tonight. Uh, it's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. So uh, this is Game That Tune episode 107. And uh, man, if you're just joining us on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. Uh, we're going to try and guess the games based on the songs. A little bit of trivia. Goof off. Have a lot of fun. Winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and gets to play their bonus tunes. And last week's winner was the illustrious Jesse Moore. And Jesse, what's the theme for uh, tonight's show there? Uh, games in which you can play as a female. Yes. It's ladies' night here on Game That Tune. You know, fucking uh, Duran Duran had girls on film. We got women in games. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a blast. We got some uh, got some great games, got some good tunes coming up. Uh, got a good fan request tonight. And, uh, Johnny, I think, we should, uh, I think we should just jump right into it, man. What do we got? Game one.
All right, I think it's over. Uh, yes. So, uh, trivia for this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Despite uh, critical acclaim and a similar game winning game of the year, this game won zero awards at the 2017 Game Awards, the most important awards show ever. Fuck the Game Awards. <laughs> ever. Pretty cool, guys. Pretty cool. So, feeling good? Yes. Pretty good. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Johnny, let's see it. 
Johnny says uh, Tomb Raider. Sadly, incorrect. David and Jesse both get it. It's Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yeah. So, what a game. You know, easily the second best game of 2017 involving a, uh, you know, hunter character in the wild using a bow and arrow to fight giant mechanical enemies uh, in a massive open world that takes place in a destroyed future. Easily the second best game of the year with that motif. Uh, but the first game that came out with that motif. So, you know, take that Breath of the Wild. Horizon Zero Dawn beat you to market by three days. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah. You, you fool. <laughs> I mean, to uh, be fair, wasn't Breath of the Wild in development for, like, three years beforehand? Uh, yeah, but to be okay. fair, uh, you know, Horizon came out three days earlier than Breath of the Wild, so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah um, it's, you know, it's kind of unfair to compare those two, I think. Though, you know, based on those similarities, it's not all that unfair to compare them. They're practically the same game. Um, but I 100%. feel like... Exactly. If if you could just, but if you could just take the two games and take the parts that are great and put them together, you could make possibly like the best open world, you know, futuristic bow hunting game ever made. Like, you know, I, having played so much Breath of the Wild, when I went and tried to play Horizon, it's like, you know, I, I see the appeal, but uh, you know, Breath of the Wild kind of spoiled me on some things. Some things about this are are bothering me, like. You know, I'm trying to fight a giant mechanical monster, and there's a chest-high rock in the middle of the place, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll just jump on that rock and, you know, stand a few feet away to safety. No, you can't climb on that chest-high rock. <laughs> like, why not? Breath of the Wild, you can climb on literally everything in the game. Like, <laughs> you know, it seems like it would have been a simple input to have it be like, yeah, okay, climb up on that fucking rock, but, you know... There's, there's limitations that Breath of the Wild did away with that ruined all open world games for me going forward. Unless everybody else figures out a way for every part of the game to be available. It's going to be uh, going to be tough. But um, have any of you guys, uh, guys played Horizon or are familiar all with it? Johnny, um, you're the futuristic yeah. bow hunter kind of guy. You know, how, much, uh, how much time you put into this? Easily like 10,000 hours. Okay. No, the real question. How many PlayStation 4s do you own? 10,000. I okay. played one hour on each of them. <laughs> now that's crazy. <laughs> oh, make man, a ridiculous that's... answer. At least go for a believable ridiculous answer like yeah. six. Uh, that's wacky. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, cockroaches keep crawling in your PlayStation 4 and dying, and you have to replace it, and you've had to buy it five times. All in the name of playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Come on, John. <laughs> you know. This game tells a good story. Why can't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, burn. burn. Yeah. <laughs> John is not the storyteller that Horizon Zero Dawn is. And it shows, man. Um, this is a weird I comparison. Know, I know. <laughs> you know. This game about giant mechanical animals in the 31st century being hunted by a you know, like fierce uh, female warrior is a better story than John owning 10,000 PlayStations. It doesn't really make sense to be talking in these terms, but here we are. <laughs> um, no wonder it didn't yeah. win any awards. Exactly. This guy bought 10,000 PlayStations, he <laughs> saved the video game business. Here are the awards. 
yeah. Well, <laughs> the see, award the for thing, most PlayStation. Horizon Zero didn't <laughs> Zero Dawn didn't win any awards because John won them for it. Like the Game Awards are just like, hey, this guy saved the PS4. He gets yeah. an award. You get the award for best games. graphics. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to come man. up and say Look something on graphics. stage, Mr. Regan? Yeah. Fuck the Oscars. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that was you on the Game Awards, wasn't it, John? <laughs> Where's that uh, Keeley fella? I gotta give him a hug. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's replace Jeff Keeley with John Regan for next year's Game Awards. Oh, my God. Just saying. There'd be so many confused people. Who's this guy? So- Oh, it'd be so good. He'd be at least as good as Jeff Keighley. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the game's cool. Uh, you play as Aloy. Uh, you know, there's my next complaint. What a dumb name. You know, they say that name so many times. It's not Alloy? No, it's Aloy. And you'll know that because, man, they say it a lot. <laughs> uh, you know starts out and there's a guy yelling it into the you know out into the fucking cliffs or whatever and it's like you know speak this girl's name to the gods and he goes Aloy I'm like Aloy yeah. <laughs> like, in that moment there should have been a robot god that popped up and went like what <laughs> you don't mean Alloy <laughs> it's a it's a robot theme right like <laughs> metal huh <laughs> no it's Aloy I, I swear it's Aloy anyway um yeah, she's uh, she's an outcast from a futuristic tribe, and she uh, you know gets to uh, hunt things and figure out the story of her parentage, and uh, she uses technology, which gives her the Batman Arkham Asylum set of tools to hunt mechanical animals. So you know you're hunting in the uh, in the wilds, and you hit a little like uh, thing on your ear, and you can see the path that things walk around, and track them and scan them for weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, so. I yeah. don't seem to recall Batman having a bow and arrow in Arkham Asylum. No, you know, I just meant the detective mode. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I was you, very confused for a second. She, <laughs> I'm sure you she goes in, one. She goes into Batman detective mode to uh, track, you know, fucking mechanical, you know, horses or whatever the fuck, and it's just like, okay, you I, know, I, I guess that's a fun story-based way to like make this a game and use a useful feature but like eh, really shouldn't it be a little more naturalistic like there's a giant robot like you know walking through a field of grass do i need to be able to track its movements using like augmented reality no just hunt it like make it just a fucking hunting game where you got to use your instincts you gotta you know do this and that why why do you gotta why is he got why she gotta be batman it's like monster hunter yeah I mean, I've barely cracked and scratched the surface of the new Monster Hunter, but they don't give you that feature. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a, a lighted path of where this monster is. Oh, wait, they do, kind of. Eh, you know, point stance, whatever. <laughs> I haven't gotten deep enough into it. I don't, I don't think there's literally a button you can hit to be like, track this monster and show me everywhere it goes. <laughs> like, but, ah. Uh. Wait until um, you get the uh, class in Monster Hunter that lets you attach ballistics gel onto the monster you can remotely detonate. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I hope that happens in Horizon. Like, you just sneak up on, you know, like a fucking, you know, robot puma and just spray the Batman logo in it in gel and then blow its ass off. Like, yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the game's fun. You know, bow and arrow combat. Uh, 
you know, it's got, after playing some other games, you know, with similar combat things, you know, fucking like Metal Gear or uh, fucking Zelda, there is like frustrating things to the combat. Like you hold the left trigger to ready your bow and you hit the right trigger to fire your bow. But if you hit the right trigger when you're not holding your bow, uh, holding the left trigger, it's your melee attack. So sometimes you fuck up in those fights. <laughs> and uh, the melee attack's big and slow and, you know, if you whiff on it, you get, like, rammed by a fucking giant robot. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly just haven't put enough time into it to get real good at it. But, you know, it's a cool game. Got a good soundtrack. Got a weird futuristic setting. I think I've accidentally had the story spoiled for me, so I'm not going to do that for the people of the podcast. You know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, uh... Yeah, it, it, like I've said, it's unfair to keep comparing it to Breath of the Wild, but it's, how can I not? I mean, like... It's Should we go just, back to comparing it to Johnny? Yes, so, ways in which Johnny is like Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. One, flaming red hair. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, a societal outcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Three... I'd say they're both, like, technical wizards. Technical wizard. Four... More than willing to take on any number of menial quests. Uh, <laughs> Proficient in ranged combat. I remember it, Johnny having a uh, blow dart gun as a kid. Absolutely, he did. Uh, you, you know, know I did. You know, <laughs> no connection to the uh, human world. That's it's kind of societal outcast, but it, you know, it's all uh, it's, it's all relative. You know, it depends on your relationship with these mechanical animals. Um, People keep mispronouncing his name. Isn't that right, Joan? Yes, you know, or I mean, really, for John's whole life, he's been he's been getting John Reagan. So, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not John Reagan. Just like she's not Alloy, she's Aloy. Um, you know, constantly sarcastic. Uh, you know, actually, that is one thing that really bugged me in the early going of this game. The character does seem to recognize that she's in the tutorial stage of a game, based on her like <laughs> interactions with everybody. She's very sarcastic and very impatient. Yeah, she like it's like you know you should go check with uh you know the the all mother for you know like to see if she needs anything on your quest. Uh, all right, I'll go look. You know, and then you walk over to the campfire. It's like, oh hey, all mother, still praying to the gods. I see. It's like, wait a minute, she's supposed to be like a shitty, like clueless teenager. <laughs> like, why is she being so shitty to everybody? Like, I need you to go and collect uh you know this flame capsule from the, you know, the fucking mechanical wolf. Ugh, okay. I guess you're gonna use them in some kind of ritual or something. Ugh. It's like, you know, fucking A, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to play a teenage daughter simulator. This is terrible. <laughs> but, uh, I think as the story kicks into gear, she gets a little more earnest and a little less just like, ugh, whatever. Fine. I'll do this menial game quest to, you know, get you your, you know, metal shards or whatever. Ugh. So, we'll see. I do want to keep playing it. The game is fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's really the only reason I want to keep playing it. it you know, it doesn't do, do it for me on a whole lot of levels, but the game is a lot of fun. So, <laughs> hunting giant mechanical animals. I mean, come on. What's not fun about that? It sounds so, awesome. It looked really cool. Every t- I'll be reading the same for it. It is. It's pretty gorgeous. And, you know, but, like, if they could just take, you know, the gorgeousness of this and combine it in with Breath of the Wild, which is in its own right gorgeous. And then, you know, take the open world of Breath of the Wild and combine it with this. 
and then take Link's silence as a character and combine it with this, so she's not as sarcastic. <laughs> You're like, my biggest complaint is yeah. she keeps talking. Shut up. <laughs> she just needs to shut her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's not in her being a woman or anything like that. It's all in the writing. She is just too fucking sarcastic in every situation. It's like, you know, I bet Link probably wanted to say that a, a few times. That's why they wrote, excuse me, princess. But oh, in the game... Me to it. Yeah, <laughs> That's why they did that. But in the games, he's quiet. It's like, you know, Link, I need you to go here and, you know, fucking fetch this key. Thumbs up. He's gone. You know, tell Aloy to go do something. She's just, ugh. Fine. I would actually love that so much if that was a feature in every Zelda game of every cutscene. It's like, you are the chosen hero. You are the one who must rescue the princess. Just like single quiet thumbs up. Yeah. You got it, pal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, so the game's cool. It's fun. And, you know, I'm going to play it some more. I played it a little bit before the show tonight just to refresh myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, this game is fun. You know, time to revisit. So, um, yeah, uh, it's dope. And the soundtrack's good. Uh, you know, it's fucking huge and immense. And it's got those uh, chants and futuristic sounding, uh, you know, like retro future music. So it's good stuff. And you should uh, check it out, Johnny. Play it on one of those 10,000 PlayStations years. Oh, will do. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I think we should keep it going, man. What do we got? Game 2.
So, this is the first game in this series to feature a create a character mode. On the back of the North American box art, where they highlight this feature, the name of the created character is Namco. <laughs> see some answers so we have got damn it John John Regan says Tomb Raider of the Last Ark which is incorrect but Jesse and John Harrington both say Soul Calibur 3 which is correct yeah Soul Calibur 3 Man. did anyone else play this one Shit, bitch, you kidding? You know, I put some <laughs> hours into Soul Calibur 3. Like, this was, uh, I was trying to think of when this one came out, and I was looking it up, it's like 2005, I'm like, oh, that sounds about right. That is, uh, just moved out of my parents' house after high school, Soul Calibur 3. Yeah, I played some Soul Calibur 3. <laughs> well, I, I asked because this is the one that seems to kind of get forgotten, because Soul Calibur came out and it was great and everybody loved it. Soul Calibur 2 came out and it was better and everybody loved it. And then 3 came out and it was PlayStation 2 exclusive and it didn't have any fun crossover guest characters. Yeah. And everybody just kind of said, oh, fuck it. And then yeah, Soul Calibur it... 4 came out and they had Star Wars and everybody loved it again. Yeah, except I didn't like Soul Calibur 4 very much. <laughs> like, Star Wars, cool. Gameplay, okay, it's, it's fine. You know. <laughs> Um, 
I didn't realize it was PS2 exclusive, and yeah, I had forgotten all about the fact that it didn't have any exclusive characters until literally just this minute. Because, yeah, all I can remember is creating a bunch of really stupid characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember all the different, like, types you could use, but, like, I distinctly remember making, like, things just looking as dumb as possible. Like, oversaturated colors, stupid names. <laughs> like, you know, I just distinctly remember making a guy kind of look like the devil, but, like, like a pervert. Like a big wispy mustache and, a, like, a sharp goatee bright red and like you know he had some kind of dance based fighting style or something like you could do some stupid shit in their creative character mode in this game <laughs> like one thing that I thought was funny and that I almost brought up this trivia is because uh, Namco also does the like Xenogears Xenosaga series you can apparently mm. make Cosmos in this game hmm like cool. all of the all of the customizable pieces and everything fit her costume perfectly she's not in the game but you can make her Right, sweet. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. I, you know, like I said, I just remember generic, stupid characters. But uh, you know, the game was a lot of fun, man. I, you know, I guess it is kind of the forgotten one, just because. I guess the, they kind of did come to be defined by all those crazy crossovers, didn't they? <laughs> well, it, and it was also weird because this game, like again, Soul Calibur Two came out and was perfect, and then this one, like the the main fighting was great and they kept that but they kind of added and did some weird stuff with the single player like there mm-hmm. was a weird like strategy mode where you guided your character across this field picking and choosing like battles from that yeah which was odd and I didn't really get into at all but um once I just got into the versus match it was like oh yeah this game's amazing right yeah no I mean that's the thing Soul Calibur games they're fucking solid and I was trying to remember the uh, the characters in this one. I you know the main character I remember from it, you know, in terms of new characters, was the fucking like Egyptian dude, Sasalamel, who I remember not enjoying playing as. And then I think there was a girl who fought with like a hula hoop that was made of blades. <laughs> that's that's what? actually the whole reason that I chose this was because <laughs> the uh, the the cool the theme of you know ladies' night and all that. There were three new characters. There was Zosalamel with the giant scythe, and then the other two characters were both women. There was Tira, who had a giant bladed, they call it a ring blade, but yeah, it's basically like a razor hula hoop. That, yeah, like, it's, she it's was kind of like a dancer, hoop. and she would like fling it around herself. Um, uh, and then there was, awesome. the other character was Setsuka, who was the one that I liked the most, because she was very close range and very fast, and she was kind of like a Japanese assassin. And she had, like, a little paper parasol with a blade hidden in the handle. So yeah. she would get up close and then, like, whip it out and stab you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had forgotten all about that character. You know, I mean, uh, but, you know, the, the bladed hula hoop <laughs> stuck with me. Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I remember, I, you know, I don't remember what the, like, attack is. But, uh, you know, everybody has, like, their charge up, like, strong thing. And hers, like, just involves her spinning that thing around real fast and then hitting you with it somehow and it's like okay this is really funny like oh, I <laughs> why is she a raver one of her attacks she like flings her arm out and kind of spins the blade around her hand a couple times to knock into you and I remember yeah. that being very fun to use against people and them being very annoyed when I used it <laughs> yep it's yeah you know, she's you know I guess she's kind of like a 
It's you know Soul Calibur three. It's not Tekken three, but she's like uh, she's like the Eddie Gordo. She's dancing. She's using a fighting style that makes no sense. You know, it makes you look pretty cool when you do the stuff, but it's also really annoying for the people you're fighting against. So, you know, dance-based fighting. I mean, come on, like <laughs> what? <laughs> Especially in a weapons fighter. Like, why are you dancing? I've got a giant scythe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I could lop you. Like, you know, I've got the Soul Edge. I'm, you know, fucking nightmare. I could lop your head off. Stop dancing. But nah, she's cool. Hey, how do you think? How do you think Boldo has survived for so long? Just you're coming into this battle. I must defeat this evil. Oh, what? What are you doing? What? See, he, yeah, that's Stop. true. But his his was never dance based. His was more like Kama Sutra based, and just disgusting. Like I figure everybody's just repulsed by Voldo. <laughs> you know, like when uh, when Tira comes in, it's like, okay, young lady, you know, we're we're trying to have a serious fight here. Why are you hula hooping? When Voldo comes in, it's like. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what even is it's, that thing? Like, it's uh, literally the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Tira comes out with her yeah. blades like, we must challenge. What are you doing? What are, what are, you, what are you doing? What? <laughs> Dance oh, off, man, bro. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was good, but wouldn't it have been just a little bit better if instead of Ronan, it was Voldo? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> if Valdo was angry at Thanos and was trying to destroy, destroy the Nova Corps, it'd be pretty good. Like, he doesn't speak, he's just got that strap through his mouth, and he just weirds everybody the fuck out and eventually gets an Infinity Stone. Like, I mean, Vol- with the Infinity Gauntlet coming up soon, that could still happen. Yeah, has Disney bought Namco yet? Can we get uh, the, you know, the realities matter. crossed? It's a fucking Infinity Gauntlet. It can do whatever it wants. Y- within legal, uh, you know, legally reasonable things. <laughs> like, if... God, if they could just cross uh, cross Marvel with, you know, fucking Soul Calibur for no reason. I'm really hoping they do that with Star Wars. Like, I really do hope that in, like, the second Infinity Gauntlet movie, like, the Star Wars characters start showing up. Like, <laughs> just to really drive home how cynical of a cash grab these movies are. <laughs> uh, See, I was kind of going in the opposite direction. Like, that's the ending of Soul Calibur 6. His nightmare walks up to Soul Edge, and instead of the sword standing on the pillar it's the infinity gauntlet and yeah. he can't do anything because it won't fit over his giant claw hand exactly. so he has the infinity gauntlet on one finger and he's trying to get it to work you know one doesn't really think about fun when transcending history in the world but this <laughs> this does bring a smile to my face <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude yeah soul edge uh, soul caliber infinity gauntlet crossover would be pretty fucking dope you know Maybe since Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite failed so hard, they could actually uh, work on something like this. <laughs> like uh, Capcom's, uh, you know, versus series needs to be propped up a little bit. So bring it into that, you know, really, uh, really going awesome Namco fighting game series. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's have go. it, man. Marvel vs. Yeah. Namco. It's about fucking time, you know, because Street Fighter Cross Tekken was uh, was a one-off. So you know, instead of uh, Tekken Cross Street Fighter, you know the 3D version, just start putting Capcom characters into a 3D fighter with maybe some Tekken, but mostly some Soul Calibur. You know, count me in. That sounds uh, sounds really good. But And I then throw would, Thanos in there. <laughs> so say Nothing would make me happier than a two-person tag team fighting game where I could pair up Sung Mina and Captain America to go up against <laughs> Spider-Man and Pac-Man. <laughs> Oh, this game I makes could play no the sense. shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a 3D arena fighter, and it's got the uh, 
It's got like the Tekken and Soul Calibur muscle definition, so it's like a jacked ass six pack heaven pack man. <laughs> like, you know, into it. Oh god, yes. <laughs> uh, jacked ass Pac Man needs to happen. Jack Man. Um, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Boom. X Men, you know, X Men in there as well. <laughs> uh, so, um,. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get some of these movie studios on the phone. Hugh Jackman as Pac-Man seems like too good of an idea for a poster. And uh, <laughs> David, anything else on Soul Calibur Three? No, it was a fun game, and I was pissed that they cut Setsuka for Soul Calibur Five. And I hope they bring her back. They should. They should bring everybody back. Throw it all lady. against the wall. Yeah, exactly. So, hell yeah, man, Johnny, uh, give us your five hot takes on Soul Calibur Three, and then let's move on. Soul Calibur 3, hot take 1, I've never played it. Hot take 2, I think you could be the Joker in it. Hot take 3, um, they have characters. Hot take 4, it was on consoles I never owned. Hot take 5. Game 3. Oh god, that was exhausting. Well done.
So, um, this game is our fan request uh, from Bradley Troop. And um, the trivia for it is, uh, um, as opposed to most RPG scores of the time, the composers uh, col collaborated together to create tracks for specific scenes in the game, rather than just a bunch of repeating tracks. And also, due to the game's religious overtones, uh, the score incorporates a lot of Gregorian chants. You guys have any answers? Yes. Do I? Well, let's see them. We got uh, David picking uh, Stella Deuce. Um, Johnny draws a penis. And uh, John gets the right answer. Uh, Xenosaga Episode 1. Johnny, it's ladies' night. That's grossly inappropriate. Mm. Yeah, you definitely should have drawn a vagina this time. No, yeah, man. should I? <laughs> it, it's you know, just a rounded diamond, man. It's not that hard to draw. I don't know. Have you? Have <laughs> you Arguably seen easier a than a penis. 
Yeah. <laughs> I will draw one right now. Exactly. <laughs> Two lines. <laughs> You're good. Come on, pal. You know, just for illustration's like sake, little, little I'm going to hold this like this the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's more graphic than I expected, David. That's good hot. God. Wow. <laughs> She's ready to go, David. Had the I cervix like and style. everything. <laughs> oh. So, Zena yeah. Saga. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about vaginas. <laughs> Xenosaga. Well, um, that's a clip that's getting pulled for the next replay jingle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. So, um, speaking of good times, Xenosaga, kind of. Uh, Jesse, do you like Xenosaga? Okay, so when I was doing research about this game, I feel like a lot of people did, in fact, enjoy this game. I, for some reason, I was all on board. Like, when I heard about the game coming out, I was like, oh, a spiritual successor for to uh, Xenogears. Mm -hmm. And I loved that game. And I played this game, and I'm like, the music is kind of Xenogears, kind of. Uh, but the game itself just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, the battles were completely different. I was hoping they'd be like in Xenogears. I mean, they were okay, but I was used to, like... To me, Xenogears was kung fu and giant robots. Yes. This was uh, scientists with wacky weapons and medium-sized robots. <laughs> That's not exactly what I wanted. Exactly. You know, there, there's robots, but, you know... Yeah, Pretty big. They're big, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> yeah, uh. like, in, in Xenogears, they're, like, huge. Like, they're, like... So you'll sometimes when you're fighting with uh, in in your gear, you'll fight regular sized enemies, and they like come up to your like foot, and it's it's hilarious because you just stomp on them and do like nine thousand damage and kill them. That's but dope. in this game, when you're in the giant robot, it's just a medium sized robot, and it's like you're in a car, and it's like, eh. yeah, it's bumpy trot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we go <It's> bigger. <laughs> uh, um, and then then the cutscenes hmm. like. Man, that, the PS2 era was like, hey, you know how you make a game that's going to take a lot and long time to beat? You put 27 hours of cutscenes in that exactly. bitch. Put those like, great-looking PS2 era cutscenes. I mean, that's why, you know, that's initially what drew me to the game. It's like, this looks really good. And now, looking back, it's like, you know, I could have done without some of those cutscenes, and they don't hold up terribly well. Like, some of it's pretty. Some of it... You know, it's it's fluff. <laughs> yeah, it, it caught me right at the like, I was hyped for the cutscenes, but then while I was playing through that game, I was like, you know what? Maybe games don't need quite as many cutscenes like this. Like, I always like cutscenes with like action happening. Like, yeah. it was more like a reward. Like in Final Fantasy VII, you know, you get a bunch of the, you know square-headed people talking and stuff. But then, finally, somebody bust out of the freaking Mako reactor, stealing that motorcycle in the mall, and driving down the highway, and you see, like, everyone all cool and cut and you're like, oh my god, that's awesome! You know, it was like a reward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember much about Xenosaga's uh, cutscenes, but I get the feeling they're the kind of cutscenes that follow, like, some gameplay action, so it's turn-based RPG, and then you blow something up, and then there's probably a scene of Cosmos like having her like battle visor come up and be like, ah, that was a good fight. And then moving on to the next thing. It's like, 
Didn't need that. Yeah. No, it was more <laughs> a lot of just talking and talking and talking and talking and, and <laughs> intergalactic governments, political stuff, and oh boy, I made this robot, but now the robot thinks it's alive, and my god now, oh my god, there's these space things. Why don't you just go fight the space things? I mean, there, you know, a, there's got to be a market for hearing. that somewhere. <laughs> like, somebody's got to like market. this. There's a market. It's called Star Wars Episode One. Is what I just heard Jesse describe. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> trade disputes and blockades. <laughs> oh man, this, this might actually be the first time that Johnny has a comparison that I'm listening to and I hear it and I think, you know, he has a point. Like, yeah, he's not just make it up where I can random wacky bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty great if the <laughs> if the guys that made Xeno Saga really liked Episode One for the opening. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't remember Cosmos ever uh, saying the negotiations were short, but uh, <laughs> it'd be pretty. That, fucking that new Star great. Wars movie, it's great, but once they pull out the laser sword, it goes to shit so fast. Yeah, exactly. You know what I like about my Star Wars? I like the hooded figures, the meeting table. That silver robot that looks like C-3PO that serves him drinks, and then those really racist, uh, <laughs> like, aliens that speak with the, uh, the, you know, oriental accents. Like, love those. Don't need anything else. Yeah, <laughs> let's just, re- let's get a lot of that going <laughs> in our Xenosaga <laughs> game. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna do the voice of the, uh, the fucking Trade Federation guys. It's uh, the worst thing ever. It, it has been well no. established. You should never put on a Japanese accent. But it wouldn't be a Japanese accent. It wasn't accent. a Japanese. It was, um... It was a Trade Federation accent. If you were to ask me any other day, I would have known exactly what species they were. <laughs> what about the robot that serves the drinks? Well, that's, well, that's a, a protocol, protocol droid. droid. Yeah. yeah, she has a name. Yeah. <laughs> I say she. It's ladies' night. Let's talk about that female C-3PO that serves the drinks at the beginning of episode one. Um, no, anyway. Um, yeah, no, it, uh... Roger, Roger. I remember, you know, uh, my buddy Michael had this game, and, you know, like I said, it was one of those games where it's like, okay, that looks really fucking cool. It's space, it's got the for-the-time good-looking PS2 cutscenes, like, that's probably gonna be dope as shit. You know, let's fucking play this thing. And then it was like, oh, well, it's one player. Okay, well, I'm gonna smoke out. Michael, you play it. And, uh, you know, within a couple of days, it's like, you know, this doesn't really have its hooks in us. Like, it's kind of fun, but... Yeah, like it's uh, it was a little bit boring, man. I was kind of disappointed, and that bit you know, I don't know. It, it was it's I guess the first game by Monolith Soft. So, do they make games that are kind of boring but have a really uh a, you know really like good base of like diehard fans? Like, I know people like those Xenoblade Chronicles and, th- and things, and uh, you know they're uh. They're grindy, long, chatty RPGs. Like, <laughs> I guess that's their thing. I, I mean, I'm trying not to fault Xenosaga too much because it just, it, I guess it just hit me in a bad time. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't like I was expecting something else, and what I got wasn't quite what I wanted. And I guess I right. just got bitter about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should revisit. I don't know, but that you know, one thing that you know. Uh, seems to be consistent with Monolith Soft that I've read from people that have criticisms of them. Even people that like them, you know, like their games, they say they have no respect for your time whatsoever. Like, oh, none. <laughs> they make long, long, long games. <laughs> and it's like, man, 
maybe I should check out Xenosaga and give it another chance. Yeah, I got a baby on the way, like, I'm not nope. gonna have time for any of this shit. <laughs> you know, hopefully that baby is okay with me ignoring it to play, you know, you know <laughs> 70 hours of a really grindy PS2 RPG. You know, probably not, though. The baby will probably need some attention. So, hmm, crud. I guess we'll have to just keep well, on that. Teach him how to grind levels for you while you're like at work and stuff. See, and then that's the boss fights won't about. be as tough. Yeah, leave the baby at home, you know, like, <laughs> or send it to daycare with uh, with a video game setup. Just be like, yeah, don't worry about teaching at the ABCs. I got him grinding Xenosaga for me, so <laughs> it's gonna be good. Make sure he doesn't sell any of my fucking items, though, man. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I got valuable stuff, and he doesn't know shit about bartering. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, you know, cool game, cool soundtrack. Um, you know, glad Monolith Soft's still going. I am glad that they have a, a, you know, I guess a group of diehards or a group of people that'll still buy their stuff. I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 just came out on Switch. People still like games with the word Xeno in them. So, you know, still going strong, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I got so I many games on the backlog that I ain't got time before, for this. I said, I just want to add real quick before we, we move on. Uh, the protocol droid from episode one is TC14. You're damn it right it is. Oh, okay, oh, cool. I, oh, I feel so ashamed I didn't know that. Mm, TC14, that great looking bitch. Ugh. She's, <laughs> you know, such a good looking C3PO. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm going to edit that part out. Game. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So, the lead character's design was based on the style of Swedish pop uh, pop star Nina Cherry. Who's got answers for me? I should have written something down. That's <laughs> how you play the game, David. It's usually a good idea. <laughs> or at least draw something. <laughs> Don't let's not draw any more vaginas, please. That's uh I mean, come on, John. It's ladies' night. We can draw as many okay. as we want. You know, <laughs> let's not draw any more spaceship penises anymore. Alright, we'll see here. Well, answers. Jesse's editing. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so we've got David with Space Channel 5 sequel, which is incorrect, and it's called Space Channel 5 Part 2. Um, <laughs> Jesse says Portal, which is incorrect. And John, I think, actually knows the right answer. He wrote down Tom Raider, <laughs> which I believe is Tomb Raider. And that is correct. This is Tomb Raider. For PlayStation yeah. 1. Oh! She looks nothing like Nina Cherry. <laughs> well, they thought it was based on her. Wait, is this the this is the reboot, I'm assuming? No, this is PlayStation 1 soundtrack. That we're hearing. Really? Yes. You gotta remember, the PlayStation huh. 1 had CD quality audio. It, it was a CD system. Yeah, no. but Nina Cherry does was, not have any triangles on her. I was going to say, it's <laughs> yeah. it's not the, the music that's throwing me off. It's Nina Cherry and Laura Croft that's throwing me off. Mm. PlayStation 1 Laura Croft. I don't see what's so confusing. I mean, Laura Croft famously uh, has such curly hair. <laughs> and uh, Nina Cherry has such famously triangular boobs. So, yeah, <laughs> it adds up to me. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what I mean? Also, see, Nina... Nina Cherry has a legendary. Cherry, I saw a picture of her in the, uh, this orange jumpsuit, and she looks just like Shell from uh, Portal. And I'm like, oh, hmm, nice. You know, also there's there's a urban legend that there's a certain thing you can say to Nina Cherry that'll get her to take all her clothes off, but no <laughs> one's ever been able to prove it true. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Nina Cherry nude code is, uh, you know, it's out there. It's a uh, you know, it's a legend. <laughs> yeah, it's bound bound to be real. Yeah, 
Fucking middle school, uh, middle school me has to believe it's real. <laughs> um, oh, I remember, yeah, I, you know, the Tomb Raider sequels being advertised around like, you know, like we promise there's no nude code or, or something. I don't even know. Like what? they really <laughs> leaned into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Foolish advertising technique. Promising boys there was no nudity. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I think it was. Electronic Gaming Monthly had an ad that had like Laura Croft nude with like bed sheets over her, and people uh, flipped the fuck out. Uh, yeah, yeah, David, it was the '90s, and she had three-dimensional boobs of a sort. So, you know, yeah, people freaked out. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, man, who uh, who's actually played the original Tomb Raider? I have not. To be honest, Ooh. I played the one on Sega Saturn. Say, so yeah. I played the first one. I think I played the second one. And Johnny, how could you miss this on Sega Saturn? Man, I know. I, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I had my four copies of Knights and my four copies of um, the unreleased Sonic Extreme prototype, but I never had my four copies of uh, Tomb Raider. <laughs> uh, the things you know about are just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You. you could have just say you know you didn't buy it because you were too busy playing Sonic R for an hour, you know. No, <laughs> it, had to be, it had to involve some obscure Sega knowledge. Um, but no, yeah, I, you know, I never really got into Tomb Raider because uh, I wasn't a PlayStation guy. But you know, I had heard legend of uh, of Laura Croft. So uh, so Jesse, uh, how do you how do you like the original Tomb Raider on Sega Saturn? <laughs> it was. Alright, um, very confusing, um, it's a pretty tricky game to figure out where you're supposed to go, and and then all of a sudden you find yourself with a bear in the room with you, and all you have is a couple pistols, and you're like, oh shit, and then not knowing what you're supposed to do in a certain room, and the tank controls are kind of janky, and you know, it's... I don't think the first one's aged particularly well, but right. it's it's something. Yeah, it is. I guess it, I mean, what you know, what's the market they were going for? Were they going for the uh, that Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you know, kind of vibe? Like, uh, you know, but she's a girl, so you know, going for the going for that teenage boy demographic in the nineties. It's a you know pretty simple move. Like, <laughs> you know, you're exploring cool things and uh, and. And yes, it's a it's a woman, and you can see her in three dimensions. Like sold, sold American. <laughs> you know, uh, we uh, we all want that. See, um, that's Johnny. that's why I picked this game. I feel like everyone's going to pick games that have um, like stronger female leads, and I kind of wanted to delve a little bit into like you know the not proudest ones that we've seen <laughs> that we've had over the course of gaming history. Like this happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And later well, on in the later series, in the later games. It's not that bad. It's not bad no. at all, I, honestly. They've, but this first game was kind of like respectably <sighs> in the uh, last several games. But uh, no, yeah, this was uh, this was eye candy. <laughs> like, yeah, this first one. <laughs> I was I was about to say I was like, well, hang on, Laura Croft is a very strong female character, and she's great. Right, we're not talking about the reboot. We're talking about the original. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she... she was still strong in those games. She just was, you know, strong in other places too. If you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and but know, it seems like in the newer ones they just. Instead of the sexuality, they they move to like torture porn because like doesn't like every time she die, it's like in some like horrific way and like 
Lorecraft just gets like impaled and there's like blood everywhere and stuff and maybe I didn't die enough in the new one but I don't remember <laughs> it being quite that brutal <laughs> like, you know they definitely uh, make it clear that she is uh, more human in the uh, in the newer ones like it's a weird setting and you know yeah there's plenty of horrible ways to die and you know she's kind of giving you the little narration and stuff and you know she's uh, understandably freaked out but uh yeah, I don't remember it being quite to the level of like you know torture porn, but she uh they, def- they definitely put like her through the ring. Yeah, okay. You know, it's a uh, you know it's a real spiky island full of like fucking you know guys with guns and traps and shit like that. So you know, yeah, uh, you know, like I said, maybe I didn't die enough playing the new one, but like it's uh you know there's danger around every corner, and she uh, she handles it. But she also, you know, handles it with like a "Holy shit, what is going on? This place is insane" kind of vibe, <laughs> like, which is nice because I would say in the original, based on what I know of it, personality, I'm gonna rate it like a like a zero to one. Like, there's not much to it. Running pistols, boobs. <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, they they try to paint it as that like she's English and therefore cold and emotionless. Like, <laughs> nothing challenges her, stiff upper lip and all that. But, yeah, you'd think that you would have a reaction when you're dual-wielding pistols against a T-Rex in a tomb. Yes. I will say, when you do kill a bear, it makes the most depressing death sound. Like, it goes... Oh. And then just <laughs> falls over, and you're like, Oh, thanks, I just murdered one of nature's beautiful creatures. I mean, <laughs> I know it's just pistols. a bear growling in death rolls, but I could have sworn it said, Who will take care of my children? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, why? Why me? <laughs> why wasn't a mama uh. bear? <laughs> <laughs> Who will take care of the baby? This bed is just right. Make the baby some <laughs> porridge. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting into bedtime stories. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I like the newer Tomb Raiders, and I, you know, I hear the new movie was actually pretty good. So, uh, you know, I like the direction they're taking things in. It took them long enough, because yeah, uh, the original games and then the <laughs> Angelina Jolie movies. Uh, little. Wait, know, wait, wait, so. wait, 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 wait. Did you say movies plural? Yeah, yeah. I only, oh man, I didn't know there was more than one. You didn't see they Cradle of Life, bro? No. <laughs> uh, oh god, what was it called? It was called like um, Crescent Cradle of Life, Life or something about yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Come on, John. Let's. Okay, so that's uh, that's next on. You know, the Patreon list is, you know, we really need to get into that video game movie watching podcast so that we can get you to Tomb Raider, the Cradle of Life. You know, just quality, quality stuff. (laughs) Ah, man. You know, uh, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life is no rampage. It was, uh, (laughs) I'm glad that video game movies are getting kind of on track this year. It only took, uh, you know, 26 years or so to... To crack making a decent video game movie. <laughs> so, good. About time. Uh, look forward to that. Patreon.com slash game that too. And we're going to watch a bunch of video game movies and talk about them like serious film people. Starting with Super Mario Brothers and working our way up through uh, every video game movie ever made. Except Ooh, a Bowl. Come on. Nobody wants to talk about that. Um, I don't know. And postal, you get to see Dave Foley's dick. <sighs> God damn it, you do. You know, Whoa. not. News Radio's own Dave Foley. <laughs> Kids in the hall. More like dicks in the hall, am I right? <laughs> More like dicks and a ball. 
I never knew I wanted that until you mentioned it. <laughs> like, uh. I, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that should have been on the poster. I would have gone and seen Postal a long time ago if I knew you got to see Dave Foley. Foley Frontal. Oh, Dave Foley Frontal. I just, I, I don't know why, but for some reason I love the fact that you specifically say News Radio's Dave Foley. Uh, yeah. He was supposed to be the breakout star kids in the hall, and then he's in an Uwe Boll movie showing his dick. I mean, come on. What are you thinking? Man. uh, He thought it would help his career. Exactly. He was riding high on that fuck you blast from the past money and was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show the world my dick in an Uwe Boll movie. Uh, This is not at all an appropriate discussion for ladies' night. Um... I don't anyway. know, maybe the ladies want to know about yeah, News just... Radio's Dave Foley's dick. <laughs> yes, it was what he thought they wanted. <laughs> so, yep, uh, man, we're gonna I watch. Just... Uh, we're gonna watch some video game movies one of these days. Oh, it's gonna be fucking we're go- dope. We're gonna um, watch the Blast of the Past. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> watched watch that this the end of right now. <laughs> but before we go and put on a Cradle of Life. And, you know, eventually Uwe Bowles movies. Johnny, how about Game 5? Game 5.
next to you And I don't know what to do I want your girlfriend to be my I want your girlfriend to be my I want your girlfriend to be my girlfriend based on that of a retired professional basketball player, famous for his antics and dyed green hair. This basketball player also voiced this character in the English version of this game. Russia. Now this one dedicated to the tribe that is my program. Nigga, I'll tell you Right. 
Alright guys, how you feeling? Awesome. Pretty good. Awesome to the max. Let's see some answers. Johnny uh, <laughs> says Spice World the game. That's Shit. Not right. <laughs> I just realized I didn't write anything down. <laughs> and John is still fumbling. Oh, I bet he is. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and, you know, knew the answer and was like, that's great. And then I just went about my business and didn't write it down. <laughs> Jesse, are you muted? Nope. Jesse, oh, yeah. went out. I was muted. <laughs> uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, John and David are correct. Yeah. Wow. You guys, you guys ever played this game? Not this one, no. Yeah, sadly, no. You know, uh, real quick, I love that Johnny was like, oh, you know, I, you know, I know we were going to talk about, like, some strong female leads, but I wanted to take it back to, like, when we were objectifying women in PlayStation games. And Jesse was like, uh, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> you thought Tomb Raider was objectifying women, baby. <laughs> How about some Extreme Beach Volleyball, which is a very, very good volleyball game. <laughs> what is objectifying about, uh adult women going on a vacation where there are no men and that way they can you know they don't have to deal with dudes picking you know try to pick them up they just get to go buy nice bathing suits play volleyball with their friends and then go gamble at night what about and then in about six days the island blows up because zach fucked something up i was gonna say what of dennis rodman <laughs> like yeah he played he plays zach but he's uh the only dude there like and you never see you see him at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game when the island blows up. Spoiler nice. alert. That's good. So, uh, well, now that you you explained the end of the story, I feel like there's no reason for me to play this game. I mean, yeah. if oh, I'm no, not no, no, experience there is a story. That that story is isn't the main thing. The main focus of the game is you go on this island, you enjoy yourself, you make friends with other women and play volleyball with them. And then they'll buy you gifts, and you can unlock more, you know, bathing suits and other types of things. And, like, really, you know, if you think about it, the game is only perverted if you're perverted about the game. Right. Like, when I played this game, I never once masturbated to this game. <laughs> ever. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think who would, like, I don't know anyone that would masturbate to this game. Like, they would play Fair. it okay. and be like, okay, the graphics are cool. You know, I guess their breasts are jiggling a lot more than real women's breasts. That's kind of funny. You don't know but that. Man, this volleyball is super fun. This game where I have to uh, jump across these floating things in a pool, that's really hard. I keep falling in. It's, it's, it's oh. pretty challenging, you know. <laughs> I mean... And, like, you can take pictures of them and stuff. And, I mean, if, if, if that's what you want to do is, you know, make upskirts of these video game women, then... I guess go ahead, but you know, I just like to make cool poses with the tree and the, the sun in the background and this cool, like, beach area. Like, if you were into, like, Italian crush porn, you would buy the fuck out of, like, Mario Brothers because he's just jumping around stomping on mushroom things, you know? There you go. There's your Italian crush porn. Every fucking game is a fetish, if you think about it. Yes. So, why is that? Why do, whenever I buy this game, it happens to be the day that the women 
of GameStop are working there. <laughs> so they have to glare at me and be like, oh, I know why you're buying this game, huh? And it's like, yeah, I'm buying it to play some sweet-ass volleyball with some of my favorite Dead or Alive characters. <laughs> you know, what the fuck are you... Why are you judging? I can just picture you, me. like, buying a used copy of this now. <laughs> like some, you know, GameStop employee, male, female, regardless, is just like... Really, you're gonna get Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball? You know, what are you, what are you gonna do with that? It's like, I'm gonna go home to my wife and my beautiful daughter, and I'm gonna play a really fun volleyball game. Boom! <laughs> like, in yeah, your two players. Face. My daughter's gonna play too. So yeah, exactly. F you. <laughs> gonna show her some strong, confident women who like playing volleyball. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah, didn't see that coming, did you? Real big fish, out of here. <laughs> um, that was, a, that was a nice pandering move on your part, to Johnny, with the uh, with the real big fish. What the hell? <laughs> oh, I thought you'd like that. I oh. loved it. I know you did, John. Put away your dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Jesse can play this whole game without masturbating, you can listen to Real Big Fish without masturbating. So no, just, no, you know, come on. Show us your hands, thing. John. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, no, I mean, I know the game's fun, and I think we're, you know, about 15 years late to the uh, skimpy bikini controversy, so you know it's a it's a fun game though, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's legit fun. It's you know, it's definitely a game you can play for you know a week or so, and then you know, or maybe pick it up every now and then with some friends and play the, the volleyball and stuff. It's because the volleyball is legit fun. Like, yeah, like it's. It is one of the best volleyball games I've played. I mean, does it take its like uh, cues from like like Mario sports games? Is it just kind of like a simple, fun volleyball game? Like, it's it's fairly simple. Yeah, I mean, you don't, there's not a whole lot of like crazy depth. I know in the uh, the sequel on in two, there's like jet skis racing and stuff too, nice. which is awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, does it still have Dennis Rodman? Oh yeah. Oh, good. I think it has Dennis Rodman. I don't know if it's Zach. He should be Dennis Rodman in too. I was gonna say he, yeah. he doesn't have. Dennis Rodman, he has Zach. It's a completely different character. Yes, exactly. It's the other six foot ten black guy with the extreme green hair. It's you know, definitely not Dennis Rodman. How absurd. Yeah. Uh, uh, good times. Um, yeah. No, I never played much Dead or Alive in general. Like, you know, do these become like Xbox exclusive, uh, like around this generation? Or, uh. I don't think so. Um,. I'm just wondering because I, I feel like I think know, never five saw was these. on PlayStation Three. Okay. No, I yeah, think I mean, like, um, four was the only Xbox exclusive because it was like a 360 launch title. Because that's oh, okay. the one that I remember playing um, because they included. I think her name was Nicole, but she was basically like a Halo Spartan soldier. So oh, there I were all these that, like yeah. skimpy women in their ninja outfits, and then this woman in fucking power armor rolls up. That's pretty tight. Yeah, it was. Well, it was a lot of fun. The uh, the dead or alive. All the characters had skimpy outfits. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the uh, Dead or Alive Three was definitely an Xbox launch game, and Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball does have the stamp on the cover only on Xbox. So, you know, sadly, as the uh, as the non Xbox guy, I missed the Extreme Beach Volleyball train, which is just really unfortunate. You know. Where am I going to get my scantily clad women now? Um, jeez. There's a to... few, few sources. There's that ninja game um, where, like, you fight 
and your clothes get torn off as you fight and stuff. Yeah, what? and I, you know, I can always just go play. Uh, what's that? Uh, Night trap. You know, <laughs> that'll be good. There you go. That's, yeah. that's your ticket. <laughs> They're releasing that for. There's a 25th anniversary edition of Night Trap coming soon. Uh, it's gonna be great on the Switch. Um, Night trap by your poop. <laughs> Johnny, tell us Night about trap. your experiences with extreme beach volleyball either in video game form or in real life uh in real life i went to um no that was soccer on the beach not volleyball on the beach shit oh that's still cool um how do you play soccer on the beach because soccer requires you run and you can't run on sand well i didn't play i was just there because my dad was playing with some teams (laughs) and i just went to the lipton iced tea booth and just drank free sweet tea all day (laughs) what a story sweet tea this Wait, you drank free story. iced tea on a beach all day? You must have been so dehydrated. Um, it is possible to play, you know, sports on the beach. It's not very fun. I, I have gone to the uh, St. Augustine Rugby Club. Used to have uh, beer foot, which was just barefoot beach rugby, and then a lot of beer drinking. And it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an uh, it's hell on those feet. But uh, you know. It'd be cool if they came back with, uh, are they still making Dead or Alive games or, you know, anything like this? Is Techno even still a company? Not sure. <laughs> I kind of hope so, because it's just, I always like the series myself. Yeah, they need to bring it back. Because I remember them being fun arcade fighting games, and why not have, uh, why not For get you, back to... Ninja Guide was in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. A Techno connection, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Now you could have all the Hyrule Warriors characters in it, and you know all oh that stuff. Oh my gosh! Oh man, Hyrule Warriors Extreme Beach Volleyball. You know, David's eyes are widening. I'm into it. <laughs> I mean, Sia fits in perfectly. Like, yep. perfectly. <laughs> yeah. you, get to, Little you get to play as Linkle. Like, oh yeah. Oh my God, yes. Beach volleyball. Uh, Linkle Extreme Beach Volleyball would be fantastic. Yeah. No, see, here's what we're missing. Legend of Zelda, Beach Volleyball, Wind Waker Edition. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just set on Dragon Roost Island. Done. David, David's going to leave after this recording and go draw Tetra in a bikini. It's just how it's going to go. <laughs> like, Oh my god, I can't wait for that twit. And Weird. that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. This is a game about strong, confident women playing beach volleyball, y'all. So that's uh, just how it goes. But uh, fuck yeah, man! Great pick. Uh, you know, what a what a game. <laughs> um, anything else on uh, on Extreme Beach Volleyball in any uh, video game universe? Uh, it, it's great. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. Johnny, let's uh, let's hit that calculating computer, man. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps, boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Yeah. Man. What a game tonight, guys. Uh, you know, I can't believe I got all these uh, these games right when the discussion was about, uh, like, sexy 90s uh, female games. You know, I might have just discovered my wheelhouse, fellas. But... <laughs> Yeah, hell of a match. So, um, for the theme for the next episode, I had it in mind for the last episode, but sadly, uh, you know, 
did not win, so I'm bringing it into this one. Speaking of Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball and the mild controversy it generated by being lowest common denominator skimpy bikini simulator, uh, my theme for the next episode is controversial games. Either controversial to you know the whole or controversial in your life personally. Uh, just, you know, games with some controversy around them for everybody or just for you. I just want to hear some stories on next week's Game That Tune. So uh, let's have some fun. Um, let's have some fun and talk about weird stories from our video game playing past. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, great game tonight, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, thanks to everybody that watched along live with us, uh, live on twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune. Uh, we're live every Wednesday at nine Eastern and, uh, you know, we always enjoy you guys joining us live. Thanks to everybody that's chatting along with us. John, do you want to say a quick word about our new discord server? Yes, yeah, so starting with this episode, we have a new Discord server. Uh, if you go to gamethat2.com, there's a link to it. And uh, we have the, the chat from all our different services integrated to the Discord. So you can be on the Discord and see the Facebook messages and YouTube comments and Twitch you know, chat. The, at the same time we do, it actually comes in immediately to the Discord. You don't have to wait for it to show up on the video, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it's tight. Um, and, and your comments from Discord show up on the video just like the YouTube comments you know, and, and, and Facebook comments etc i'll do yeah. uh it's it's pretty neat and there's also a live simulcast of our audio on the discord that you can listen to if so if you're at work you know and you want to listen to the live game that tune on the sly you can just pop into the discord on your phone plug in some headphones boom nobody knows you're listening to a podcast exactly if you want to listen to an unfinished podcast and chat along with the guys as they're making it discord's the way to go so uh check it out join our discord even when we're not recording we're goofing off and chatting in there so you know yeah come join us that'll be a lot of fun and uh, thanks to everybody that's listening in podcast form. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Find the podcast on Wednesday mornings, iTunes, GameThatTune.com, wherever you get your podcast, find it there. And uh, thanks to our requester tonight, uh, Bradley Troop, who I believe emailed us his request. Uh, if you want to make a request, email us, GameThatTune at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at GameThatTune. Um, and before we sign off the way we usually do, I got to say thank you to our patrons. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune is the place to go for fun exclusives. Uh, for just a few bucks a month, we've got uh, exclusive mixes. I'm trying to make more frequent express mixes, which is where I just cut all the music together with a little bit of trivia and cut out the chatter just for the... For the patron that wants to just, you know, review the music from the episode and just listen to that, you know, it's a nice tight package. Uh, we've also got fun exclusive shows. Jesse's doing Covered Up. We're doing another episode of Game That Tune Gems, where we look back on video game music from releases 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Johnny's probably got something crazy in the works. David's always making a mean mixtape. We got fun exclusives at, at patreon.com slash game that tune. So check it out. We're having a lot of fun uh, producing stuff for you guys. Special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are dope. And thanks for everything you've done for us. And yeah, um, follow us on Twitter uh, at game that tune. You can find me on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at dfd fleming and you can find jesse moore on twitter at sega underscore legend hell yeah guys so uh 
you know, I didn't make good on my promise from last week to just pick a Metroid game for the show, so I had to pick some Metroid for my bonus tunes. Uh, this is Brinstar from Super Smash Bros. Brawl taking us home. Peace out, everybody. Samus is under fire. She sent an emergency directive. Join the fight. Horizon Zero Dawn is copyright 2017 Sony Interactive Entertainment. Soul Calibur 3 is copyright 2005 Namco Bandai Games Incorporated. Xenosaga Episode 1 Der Vilsermacht is copyright 2003 Namco Limited. Tomb Raider is copyright 1996 Core Design Limited. Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball is copyright 2003 Tecmo Limited. It's like one of those weird graphic glitches where stuff just starts stretching out on the screen and stuff. Hell yeah. They'll let the tits jiggle as far as they can as long as it doesn't break the game. <laughs> like... They should just make a, a version. It's basically just arms, but instead of using <laughs> arms, they use breasts to fight. <laughs> breasts. <laughs> oh man, I'd play that too. 
You also got me thinking about like a Donkey Kong bongos game involving giant boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You control it with the bongo controller. <laughs> I don't know. All I got is this. So I don't know what else you got. <laughs> What's the point of the game? I don't know. <laughs> Just hitting them boobs. Hitting them boobs. <laughs> the game's not even on. I don't care. <laughs> this is the best peripheral Nintendo's ever made.